What's going on, guys? What's going on? That is the uh, old uh, WWE SummerSlam theme. That was from uh, some years ago. That That is a super old theme. I don't think they even use that theme anymore, but that's from my childhood, and that's what I kind of remember. Um, but, hey, welcome to another episode of uh, Never Submit Podcast. Um, I am your host, Josh. Uh, just I thought he'd uh, pop on and throw us a uh, show that... Um, I, I came up with, it's called Rebooked. Pretty much what I'm doing is I'm taking an old pay-per-view from way back when, a WWE pay-per-view, and kind of revising the card. Because um, there's a lot of times I would look at a card, you know, or a booking, and I would just be like, man, who booked that? It doesn't make much sense. It's just, ugh. I'm not, I'm not really into that. So I thought it'd just be kind of the idea to jump on the show and just just uh, talk about how I would rebook something um, if I had the opportunity. It was just a little something I want to do. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy it. And if you totally disagree with it, leave comments, uh, send us messages, or whatever the case might be. So, um, but of course, with the current WWE product, I, I try to keep up with it. I've, of course, seen Survivor Series. I uh, saw TLC, the main event, I believe, with uh, Dean Ambrose and AJ Styles. I thought the main event was pretty good. I, I really enjoyed the match. Partly, though, I do think it was a little forgettable. Um, I, I'm always on board to see whatever AJ Styles does. I'm a big, big fan. But at the same time, this stuff was a little forgettable. Um, and also... Uh, I think that's why I give a lot of credit still to the uh, Goldberg-Brock Lesnar main event. I mean, you may not agree with the outcome of that particular match, but you have to agree that it's still got people talking. People are still rambling about it. And whether you disagree with it or you think it's like, oh, you know, it's not, they shouldn't have done that, they shouldn't have done this. But man, you know what? They got the job done and they got people rambling about that. So I, I say kudos to them on doing that. That's totally awesome. Um, but the pay-per-view I want to jump into and talk about, it, it is an oldie, um, depending on how you look at things. But it is SummerSlam 1995. The main event of that, uh, that event was Big Daddy Cool Diesel, who was a title holder at that time. Um, he was the world champion against Big King Mabel. So that was the main event of that particular card. I'm not quite sure how they came up with that because, and one of the reasons why I want to do this particular SummerSlam and this pay per view was for the fact that Kevin Nash and I, I kind of partly agree with it, but I like I kind of see the doubts in this argument. Kevin Nash has a stigma when he had the world title in the WWE back in 1995. And he had it for the entire year. So he didn't have it for like three months. He had it for an entire year. Um, when he had the world title, he was looked at as the fact that he was the worst selling champion in WWE history. I mean, worst. Like, the, the house uh, was low. Um, ticket sales were low. Merchandise sales were low. Um... If anything, by certain arguments, depending who you listen, like what interviews you listen to, Brett was probably way more over than, than Kevin Nash at that time frame. And so that's probably why they gave the belt back to Brett at the end of the year uh, when they had the rematch of Survivor Series. So, you know, that, that would definitely make sense why maybe Brett took the belt eventually at that time frame. But I also look at the fact that 
the other the other side of the spectrum, the other side of the argument is the fact that Diesel, aka Kevin Nash, didn't have a lot of worthy opponents in his year run. I think if you really think about it, he only had two out of a, out of a twelve, maybe twelve and a half month period as world champion, um, which was Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. Those are the only two opponents that really could um, put up a pretty good fight, pretty good match uh, for Kevin Nash. And so when you're defending your belt, in this particular case against King Mabel, like before, I don't know what the bookings were, where the numbers were at the time. Maybe by chance uh, King Mabel was really over at that time um, as a heel, or Vince was just throwing out an idea and hoping this would draw a crowd. Um, but from my point of view and from what I remember as a kid, I think I was 14, I think I was 14 years old when this, when this particular SummerSlam came out and I was just going into high school. I was going to be a freshman in high school when this SummerSlam came to be. And yeah, I remember watching this thing and I was just like, man, this, this main event sucks. I even remember the whole card sucked. I, and like I said before, maybe I'm a, a totally alone on this, but I didn't thought the rematch, uh, the ladder match between uh, Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon, Scott Hall, was a dud. I, I I thought the match, when it happened, was decent. I mean, it was fine. But I remember when I would, when I was a teenager, even in my early 20s, when I was training to be a wrestler and I would hit the gym and stuff like that, I would still go back to the WrestleMania 10 ladder match. I would never go back to SummerSlam. I was always going back to WrestleMania 10, and I will watch that ladder match. I thought that ladder match was way more epic. That was way more dramatic. And especially, I think, those matches back then. There's even a match between Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart ladder match, which was like a Coliseum video house show type of a match. And they had a match a year prior to WrestleMania 10. And when they had that match, um, when you get hit with the ladder, I mean, they sold it. I mean, you, you really felt like you got hit by a dump truck. That's that's how hard he got hit with that damn thing. So I thought a rematch between Razor Ramon and Scott Hall was just downright silly. Um, you know, as much before, I could be totally alone on that. But I, I just thought I just thought the entire card at on that match was just or that show was just bad, and I just was not into it. So partly, I mean, there were and there were some introductions uh, to that match. I believe this was the pay per view debut of. Um, Triple H, which was Hunter Hearst Helmsley. He was doing a snob gimmick at the time. Um, and he went against Bob Holly. That's pretty much a match that I was just throwing together. And Smoking Guns against the, uh, the Blue Brothers, which were the Country Boys. Uh, yeah, like whatever. So, I mean, let's let's get down right down to the, the nitty gritty of the whole thing. Okay. So, right now, I'm looking at the match between The Undertaker and Kama. Kama was once the uh, Papa Shango, and who later on would become the Godfather. I think the Godfather was probably his most, most successful gimmick. Papa Shango, I think, was okay, because, I mean, he did a feud against the Ultimate Warrior, and let's just face it, to say which one about the Warrior, Warrior drew a lot of freaking money. He was definitely a moneymaker. So if you were booked against the Ultimate Warrior, that means they, they saw something in you they, they, they could do with you. Papa Shango was it. But you had, okay, so you had The Undertaker feuding with the uh, the Million Dollar Corporation, which was held by uh, Ted DiBiase. Ted DiBiase's main guy in that, in that time period was Sid. 
Okay. Sid was the main guy. Sid was challenging Diesel um, for the world title at the In Your House pay-per-views. And they, they had a Lumberjack match. Technically, this could have been Sid. Okay, because if you're going to feud against The Undertaker, which was probably one of the biggest faces at the time as well, probably next to Bret Hart at that time frame, um, you probably want to throw your biggest guy after him and throw, yeah, you probably want to throw your biggest guy after him, um, especially if it's going to be at a big show like SummerSlam. Um, I would definitely suggest Sid. But now that we're on the subject of Sid, and I did mention the ladder match between Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon, I would also throw my my uh, suggestion out there and saying that Shawn Michaels and Sid could have faced because they had an ongoing feud because they started off the year as Sid being Shawn Michaels' bodyguard. And Shawn Michaels um, brought in Sid to be the bodyguard going into WrestleMania uh, 11 uh, for the title match against Diesel. And then eventually Sid turned against Shawn and they never really got their resolution to their little feud. They had a match on Raw, which was a half-assed match because Raw was only an hour at the time. So matches were like, what, eight minutes tops? And then you don't really get a resolution to your feud on Raw. Raw, Raw was the storytelling. You're telling the story on Raw. And then the major pay-per-views like WrestleMania and SummerSlam and whatever else would be the resolution. That would that would be the final chapter of the feud. You would You would... Get in the ring and, and feud against the guys. So Shawn Michaels versus Sid would definitely be a huge suggestion. You know, that would be, definitely be the big one. Okay, you, you definitely want to throw that out there and have that, you know, be your 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 intercontinental title match. Because Shawn did have the belt. Um, he beat Double J at In Your House the, the month prior. So Shawn had the, the intercontinental title. Sid was the big hitter for the Million Dollar Corporation. He was the biggest guy. In that, um, going back to the Undertaker, who should face the Undertaker? Because you want to throw another big guy at him, um, which would be probably be, I would say, Bam Bam Bigelow. I would say Bam Bam Bigelow should face the Undertaker um, for I think it was a casket match. Bam Bam Bigelow main evented. He was the last guy at WrestleMania 11. Now, granted, when WrestleMania 11 was over. Not even a month after that pay-per-view, Bam Bam mysteriously, <laughs> um, for whatever reason, went face. Um, they had Bam Bam trying to get DiBiase or vice versa. They feuded. Eventually, Bam Bam did a few matches, a house shows against Sid, and then eventually would just be this face guy against random people like Henry Godwin and Triple H, and then he eventually just disappeared at, by probably after SummerSlam, if not before SummerSlam. Um, so Bam Bam never re-signed with WWE after that year, uh, not that I recall. Um, I know he went to WCW, I think he did a little uh, little time in ECW for a bit, but that's about it that I can recall. But anyway, it, let's, just, let's just say in Bizarro World that Bam Bam stuck around and he didn't go face, he stuck as a heel. Why wouldn't you make him go against The Undertaker, build that up? He was your top guy at WrestleMania. He was part of the Million Dollar Corporation. He went against Lawrence Taylor. That was a big drawing match. Um, that was a super hype match. It was the NFL versus the WBE. Bam Bam was the guy that actually got in the ring with against Lawrence Taylor. And so I would I would have done Undertaker versus Bam Bam Bigelow. That just makes sense to me. 
I think that would have drew a lot more than freaking Kama. Kama really didn't have a track record to face The Undertaker. He was just looked at as some uh, tough guy. He was like probably, he was kind of like your Brooklyn brawler pumped with a little bit more steroids. That's pretty much it. I mean, he had absolutely no track record. If anything, you could have done Papa Shango in, in that type of match. Just because Papa Shango had a history with the Warrior. I had a history probably with maybe one other guy. And you could have done something with Papa Shango. But that was gone. Kama wasn't good enough to face The Undertaker. That was just a silly booking. So you throw Bam Bam in there. <clears throat> you throw Bam Bam in, in that mix. So, so right there, you have Bam Bam versus The Undertaker. You have Sid versus Shawn Michaels. Sid versus Shawn Michaels. You could definitely do a ladder match if you wanted to. I don't think it's necessary. Uh, but if you wanted to. Um, also, too, with, with these two, with Bam Bam going against The Undertaker and Sid going against Sean, this makes the Million Dollar Corporation much stronger than it would um, than it actually appeared to be. By this point, I would say by Survivor Series uh, of this year, the Million Dollar Corporation looked extremely weak. I know Sid was kind of like on his way out for a little bit because he had a nagging back injury. So I know he had to recuperate, so he kind of wanted out for a little bit. But they had the Sid and One Two Three Kid teaming up. Bam Bam was like I said, he was leaving. Um, so it, it was just it was just silly. I mean, he had no strong guys. He had like IRS and King Kong Bundy, and King Kong Bundy I think was on his way out. And so it it just it it fickled and it just fell apart by by those points. Um, so the next one, um, uh, we had, so yeah, so once again, so Shawn Michaels versus Sid, I think would have made a lot more sense. Um, at least Shawn Michaels would have got his resolution. He could have put the belt on the line at a major pay-per-view and, you know, got a big win on him. And here's the deal. Shawn and Sid end up facing each other uh, a whole year later at Survivor Series 96 when Sid came back to the company that summer when Warrior left. So, and eventually beat Sean for the belt. And if anything, you could have had Sid beat Sean for the belt in this one. Have them have an ongoing feud um, going to Survivor Series. I mean, there's so much you could have done. But with Razor and Sean going for the title, that it was just, it was like a one-time thing. And it was, just, it was like a, I don't know, it was just like a extra snacks with your dessert. You know, it's like, there you go, eat up. And then when it's gone, it's gone. You know, there's no, there's no... You know, prolonged to the story. So I, I thought it's pretty silly that, that they had that book type of booking. Um, the next one was Bret Hart versus Isaac Yankum. Now, Bret Hart had an ongoing feud with Jerry DeKing Lawler. Actually, I, I really enjoyed this feud this year. I know they had a kiss your foot match at the King of the Ring. Um, but, I mean, once again, it kind of goes in the same category as Kama. Now, if you guys are not aware, Isaac Yankum later on became Kane. At one point, I think he was the fake Diesel uh, with that whole storyline with uh, JR, Jim Ross. So, I mean, Isaac Yankum, he was, you know, he became Kane and became very successful with that gimmick. But here, he was Isaac Yankum. He was the dentist that uh, Jerry Lawler brought in to fight Brett. This probably works a little bit more um, because it's an ongoing feud with Brett Hart. The only thing that I think that doesn't really work for it, once again, it has in common with the common thing with, with the Million Dollar Corporation, is the fact that Isaac Game really didn't have a track record. He's making kind of a debut at, at SummerSlam against Brett. 
And I think at door during the end of the match, Brett, uh, or no, excuse me, not Brett, um, King and Isaac Yankum jump Brett. And, you know, this really helps the fans get more behind Brett. You know, this is, this is one of the reasons why Brett got so over. And I think what this is one kudos I'll definitely give to the book in the WE when it came to Brett is the fact that they always got Brett over because he always got jumped. And he always was outnumbered. The year before that, it was a cage match between him and Owen. The Anvil got involved. Uh, the Anvil became a heel, jump Brett. The Bulldog had to try to help him. So it was a it was really good booking on those guys' uh, side on that. Um, but that being said, I mean, it could have been a better choice. I I guess I would have kept it as Jerry Lawler. I, I would have kept um, um, I would have kept for Jerry Lawler to continue his feud and have him as a bodyguard and something like that. Um, but I mean, Isaac Yankum, I guess it, that, that was a decent choice. But yeah, I would have kept the feud going with with Brett and Lawler. I would have had that kept going, and, and so forth. Um, so okay, so the next one we go into. I think we're already almost into the main event because I know I kind of skipped through because I mean the card. I mean they had Barry Windham versus Skip and Sonny, which was uh, Chris Candino and Sonny. Um, that was actually not bad of a, of a match, be, or a feud, I should say, because Barry Horowitz was your glorified jobber uh, for the most part. And he, yeah, and I guess Barry beat Skip on some, like, you know, little shows like Superstars and Wrestling Challenge and whatnot. Um, and then eventually they, they put into SummerSlam. Uh, and I think Barry beat him. Yeah, Barry did beat him. Um, and. I don't know. That was just a little silly of a booking, but whatever. It's a cute match. Um, if anything, you probably could have put Chris Candino. The thing is, they have the silly, the silliest gimmicks and, and these type of things. You probably could have put Chris Candino against Triple H. They probably would have had a much better match. Could have had Bob Holly um, and the One Two Three Kid team up uh, against Hakushi because Hakushi and One Two Three Kid faced each other um, on this card. And so they, they could have had something. I don't know. But th those cards could have been better. But I think I'm more focused on the, the main events and so forth. Um, so, okay. So we talked about The Undertaker and Bam Bam Bigelow. We talked about uh, Shawn Michaels, uh, Razor Ramon, ladder match, Sid being involved in all that type of stuff. The next one I want to look at is the main events. It would have been uh, Diesel versus King Mabel. Now, the next one I would definitely want to look at is the fact that King Mabel um, was part of the, the men, of, men on a Mission. Uh, that was the tag team that they had for those guys, which is pretty much, it was the, the rapper's stable um, at that time frame. It, unfortunately, I don't think that that team got over very well at that time frame. Uh, so, but they... Also had a team that was not getting over too well either, which was the Allied Powers by uh, Lex Luger and um, the British Bulldog. So what they probably could have done, it's mentioned before, I, I didn't think King Mabel uh, was getting over much as a, as a uh, heel at that time frame. So they could have had, instead of that, um, King or uh, Men on a Mission actually have a feud with um, the Allied Powers, and have that going on. Now, also, if you remember at this time frame, Luger had left the company uh, 
like three, two or three days after SummerSlam, he had literally left the company. So you, your, your big thing was, I know there was a mixed feelings about Luger and stuff like that. Cause he was very arrogant. He was very cocky. Um, but I think deep, deep down Vince would have loved to keep Luger. Uh, they put a lot of money into him. They put a lot of money into the gimmick. They were trying to keep him and try to do stuff for him. I think the year before, oh, not the year before, the month before that, if at uh, in your house they faced um, the Allied Powers face uh, Owen Hart and Yokozuna from the tag titles. I think if you would have gave Luger and Bulldog the tag titles in that time frame, you could had convinced Luger to stick around. And you could have um, had the Allied Powers face men on a mission at SummerSlam for the tag belts. And I'm, you know, I'm not saying who should go over. I probably my my vote would have been the Allied Powers to go over in that feud. Or if you really want to build up King Mabel um, as a major feud, have them go over, have them take the tag belts. Now they got the tag belts, and then they're they're gonna have Sean and Diesel get the tag belts again about a month later after uh, with Sean or not Sean. Um, Owen Hart and Yokozuna. And so you definitely want to, you know, consider those ideas and having um, Mabel and Moe beat Luger and then, you know, and then have that be an ongoing feud and eventually build up a feud between Mabel and Diesel. I mean, there's so much more stuff you could have done with that. Uh, But just for the fact that Mabel got the main event spot that left an open gap for tag matches and Allied Powers weren't, weren't booked. The tag champions, Yokozuna versus Owen Hart, were not booked. I mean, the booking on this was just silly. But anyway, going back to it, though, you know, you would have the Allied Powers versus Men on a Mission. Um, I guess you, you could definitely say because, I guess, you know, hypothetically, they were trying to build Mabel into this major heel. So have, have Men on a Mission go over. Have them beat, you know, Luger and Bulldog for the belt. And maybe Bulldog and Luger could split. Uh, Bulldog can go heel as they, they were going to have him do. And then Luger, you know, uh, go after uh, Men on the Mission. He goes after uh, Diesel, you know, or, or whatever. Or they keep the belt. They keep the belts and they have an ongoing feud to In Your House up into Survivor Series, whatever the case might be. But they didn't have any of that, so that probably really that was maybe a small snippet of why Luger was convinced to leave the company. Uh, so that's definitely a big one. I definitely would try to rebook, uh, just convince guys to stick around. And the main events um, going into that would be uh, Diesel um, once again having the world title against Razor Ramon. That would have been the main event. Uh, that would have been the main event I would have booked. Once again, it would have been Diesel with the with the world title, Kevin Nash versus Razor Ramon, Scott Hall for the world title. Here's the in this one, right? Once again, tells a very simple story. Um, you're pretty much saying that uh, Razor Ramon, Scott Hall beat Kevin Nash the year before at SummerSlam '94. It was for the Intercontinental Title. Um, Shawn Michaels was in one corner; they had a football player in the other corner, and Diesel um, had the Intercontinental title, put it on the line. Razor beat him. It's that simple. So, I mean, if you could if you could build a, a match, uh, the ladder match between Sean and Razor, you know, why couldn't you just give Razor the title the title shot? And, of course, I, I would definitely agree that Diesel would go over. Have Diesel go over, beat him. 
but at least give Razor Ramon that one title shot. Um, I don't think Razor ever had a world title shot on a pay-per-view since he faced Brett at the uh, the Royal Rumble. And that's not even a main event main event because the Royal Rumble's a main event. But other than that, I, he never really got a world title shot again uh, on a major pay-per-view. So I think this this would have drew more dollars. I think this would have drew more attention. Who, you know, can Razor beat um, Kevin Nash for the world title? Can he beat him? He's got one over him. SummerSlam last year. This is a big rematch. You can almost compare it to Ultimate Warrior versus uh, Rick Rude. Rick Rude had a win over the Warrior at a WrestleMania. And then they went into a SummerSlam. And he could beat him. You know, and that was that was the hype. Can Rick Rude actually go over the Warrior and actually beat him? Nobody knew. But they... Um, but but that's how they build up the Warrior Rude rematch at um, SummerSlam. They could have done the same thing with here. But as I mentioned before, you can have you can have uh, Diesel go over. Um, pretty much the way I th I think you would end it is you're in your light you're you're going home in the match. Um, Diesel's going for a big boot. He misses. His big boot goes over the the top rope and his crotch hits the top rope. So he's he's selling the crotch. Um, Razor Ramon comes over and he attempts just by going behind him. He attempts the, the Razor's Edge. He actually gets him up and he traps him for the Razor's Edge. But because we're we're towards the end of the match, Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, he's selling. He's down. So technically, we have a double down. So the both guys are down. Razor Ramon, with all his might, with all his struggle, he gets over. He crawls over to Diesel. He got him in the Razor's Edge. He puts that one arm over uh, Diesel's chest. One, two, oh, just that last minute kick out. Diesel kicks out, and then eventually, uh, Diesel, you know, in, in Diesel way, hulks up and gets uh, Scott Hall into the uh, powerbomb uh, jackknife and then beats him. And then that, that would be your, your overall match. But I mean, I think those guys would have a phenomenal match. They had so many phenomenal matches in WWE with the IC title, uh, they had at least three of, uh, three of them. And then, you know, they never they never faced each other again until they left the company, until they went to WCW. Then they were tagging, then they feuded. So I think that was a real lost opportunity. And so I, I think they, they could have made some real magic, some real dollars with that that type of feud. Um, at least before, that would have just been a SummerSlam thing. It would have drew Vince so many dollars. Um, but it, it also shows how, like, with the Key Mabel thing and how Vince will see a vision his vision doesn't always work out. And it's like, dude, you got to go with who's drawing. In my eyes, Scott Hall was way over um, all those guys. Uh, King Mabel and, you know, I, I don't know about Brett. I think Brett was probably way over all of them. But I think Scott Hall was probably a good number two, a, a, a much better number two. And he, you know, so, I mean, why couldn't you give Scott Hall at least that one big title shot, you know, at the event? And then, then you then you go off and they fight, you know, Yokozuna and Bret Hart eventually, you know, at Survivor Series. But those are my thoughts uh, for SummerSlam 95. For any of you guys who are wrestling buffs who go back that far, let me know what you think. Um, do you like my uh, my ideas or do you think they're crap? And if you think they're crap, that's cool too. Uh, leave us comments. Let, let us know what you think. And uh, for those of you who are not familiar with what I just talked about at all, go ahead and go on the WB Network. Check it out. Go on YouTube, Google, SummerSlam 95. Uh, check out the card. It's on Wikipedia. There's YouTube stuff. There's WB Network stuff. A lot of stuff to look up. You know, so you can check it. Definitely check it out for yourself. 
But other than that, guys, we'll be back soon. I know Matt has been talking about doing a, uh, a Christmas episode, so we'll definitely uh, do that very soon. And um, I'll have some more uh, episodes, too. I'm going to do some more rebookings. Um, I think it's a lot of fun. gives a lot of ideas on what we can do with these. All right, guys, other than that, um, have a great rest of the day, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.